0: Hey hey Cubs fans and welcome to this edition of Cubs on Tap. It is September 20th, it's a Friday, and I wish I had good news for you about the Cubs. But sadly I don't, because the Cubs today lose to the St. Louis Cardinals again 2-1 at Wrigley Field during the day, which is from what everything I've ever heard and known, when the Cubs should be best at Wrigley Field. Sadly, they were not today. So let's quickly recap the game, and we'll get into more or less really what was kind of a pity party today, to be honest with you. First and foremost, um, bottom of the second inning, the Cubs. uh, With Schwarber on, David Bodie reached on a feeling error by Tommy Edmund, who was playing second base today. 1-0 Cubbies early on, things were looking good, looking fine, and then the top of the 6th inning came along, and things did not look so good anymore. Yachty Molina with, if I remember correctly, it was bases loaded. um, Singled up the middle, uh, just out of the reach of shortstop Nico Horner. Scored both Paul Goldschmidt and Marcelo Zuna on the play. Carpenter advanced to 2nd base. Uh, to give the Cardinals a 2-1 to lead, and that's all it would take, ladies and gentlemen, is the Cardinals take Game 2 of the series by that exact score, 2-1, to over the Chicago Cubs. It was, um, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to think at this point. Um, because, really, the Cubs are, I mean, if we're being honest, they're setting themselves up to you know, finish finish the season in third place. You know, make that Nicholas Castellanos addition look really pointless right now. You know, at least for this year. Really starting to make all these trade deadline acquisitions look pointless. And it's a shame. It really is a shame. This is a team that had a great opportunity. You know, they were they were hovering around first place. They were close. And you know now they've just blown it. Really, I mean they're 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 shooting themselves in the foot. They're not scoring runs when they need to. I mean this is a team right now, ladies and gentlemen, that's tied for the second best run differential in the entire National League. Them and the Washington Nationals are both a plus 113. The only team better than that is the Dodgers at a unwapping plus 241. Outside of that, then you got St. Louis and Atlanta at plus over either plus 100 or plus you know. More than 100, and those two teams are in the playoffs. And then you have a team like Milwaukee, who's a minus 21, and yet they sit in a playoff spot. You know this Milwaukee Brewers team does not lose close games. They're eight and two in their last ten. Cardinals are six and four in their last ten. Now the Brewers only sit three and a half back of the Cards. The Cubs now sit five games back of the Cards, a full game and a half back of the Brewers. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like the Cubs aren't going to make the playoffs you know, call me, oh, you're not a Cubs fan, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm just telling it to you straight. Right now, the Cubs are not a playoff team. The standings say it. And the way they've played, quite frankly, they're not a playoff team. You know? I mean, they they have to win the next two games in hopes of just, you know, sniffing the playoffs, really, at this point. You figure if they win the next two games... They might not even necessarily be in a wildcard spot unless the Nationals decide to go lose. But the Nationals are playing the Marlins. So I'm going to chalk that up and say that's probably not going to happen. Really, at this point, the only way the Cubs, in my opinion, make the playoffs is as that second wildcard team. And they probably have to go to either Milwaukee or St. Louis. You know, there's a very good possibility that all three wildcard teams are from the Central this year. Granted, if the Cubs continue to slide like they have and they've lost four straight now, you know, the Nationals might have just enough to hang on and the Brewers might, you know, be playing the Nationals in the wildcard game instead. (sighs) It's just mind boggling. It really is. It's it's and it's frustrating, right? Because this team is so good on paper. I mean, Kyle Schwarber is probably going to be a 40 home run player this year. Nicholas Castellanos might be the first player since like 1936 to hit 60 doubles in a season. He hit his 57th double today. I mean, you know, Rizzo, Baez. Obviously, Baez is hurt, but still, you know, Bryant and you know Wilson Contreras. They can't get it done. You know, pitching has been a problem at times. And then when the pitching's been good, the hitting's been struggling. It's like they can't put it together all at the same time. It feels like they have to win games by a score of two to one, or they have to win games by a score of 13 to 10. Which is a real shame. You know, this team has not looked the same for a couple of years now. You know, obviously that 16 was magical. They did so many good things in 2016. Obviously they won the World Series. But just ever since then, they haven't looked like the same team. Now, some of that could be not having a, a proper leadoff hitter. They haven't had a proper leadoff hitter since Dexter Fowler left after the 2016 season. You know, you could you could chalk it up to, you know, Jason Hayward not performing to his contract. You could chalk it up to Bryant not being the same player since 2016. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. He's a great player. He's an incredible talent. You know, this year is really, you know, statistically his first good season to his standards Since they won the World Series. You know, 2017 was a weird year for him. He was hurt. You know, last year was a weird year. But he he wasn't putting up the same numbers. You know, this year he's finally putting up something even close to the echelon. You know, I wish that RBI number was higher. You know, but the home runs are there. The average is there. You know, it's just, you know, Wilson Contreras can't seem to stay healthy ever since that late 2017 injury after he was arguably the hottest hitter in baseball for, you know, July and August of 2017. It's it's frustrating and, you know, and 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 don't get me wrong. You know, this has been an incredible five years of Cubs baseball, arguably the best in this franchise's history. But yet you would hope in those five years they could have caught, you know, could have captured two World Series. They really should have. And they didn't. And you can chalk it up to a lot of things that I'm not going to fully dive into right now. Because I'll be completely frank, we don't have the time. We're going to probably save that for about a two-hour podcast when this is all said and done after the season. And it's going to be, you know, the entire Cubs on Tap group, most likely. We're going to try and get really all five of us on here and just, you know, try and try and talk it out. You know, but, you know, you can, you can chalk it up to... Theo in the front office. You can chalk it up to Joe Madden. You can chalk it up to the players just not performing. There's a lot of things you can chalk it up to. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you got to win games. That's, you know, it's black and white, ladies and gentlemen. You got to win games. And they're just not winning games, especially. And they did this last year, too. They're not winning games when they need to. This is the time of the year where you got to start putting teams away. And instead, they've just crumbled and fallen apart. That Milwaukee series at the beginning of the month is is what set the tone for September. They go to Milwaukee, they crap their pants, they lose three of four. And that's, that's what sprung Milwaukee to get hot, as Patrick said on here the other night when him and I were on. And Milwaukee's been the hot team and the Cubs have fallen apart. You know, this is a Cubs team that, in my opinion, should be probably leading the division. Don't get me wrong, the Cardinals are a talented team, but on paper that doesn't say it on paper the cubs are by far the better team and yet continually they continue to disappoint every every single one of us <sighs> i don't get it i really don't get it and it's it's a shame it really is because this this team has such a potential you know and who knows what they're going to do in the off season now right you got a ton of money coming off the books cole hammels is a free agent there's really good possibility that you know ian hat might be traded I'm sure Al Mora's probably gone. You know, I'm trying to think who, Addison Russell's for sure gone. I can't see any reason they bring him back. You know, and then you have a lot of decisions you got to make. you got to decide, is Jason Hayward your everyday center fielder? If he is, then is Nicholas Castellanos your everyday right fielder? If so, what are you going to pay him? I mean, the man's about to hit 60 doubles. Could hit 30 home runs. He's going to be probably in the high 80s in the RBIs. I argue if he was with the Cubs the whole year, he's an 100-RBI player. But he was playing in Detroit for the first four months of the season. And even then, he still had, what, 30-something doubles when he came to the Cubs? Maybe almost 40 by the time? You know, what is he going to cost? Is he going to cost $20 million a year? You could argue he could ask for it and maybe get it from somebody. I hope he stays a Cub. I argue if, if he's not on this team, the Cubs probably aren't even this close to the playoffs at this point. They might be closer to where the Diamondbacks are, which is five games out of a wild card spot instead of a game and a half back. At least it's manageable. At least they have a chance. There's a lot of questions, a lot of questions about this Cubs team going forward. This is going to be a very interesting winter, ladies and gentlemen. And this is going to be a really a very interesting next 10 days of baseball for the Cubs. You know? Really in later, literally about 10 days from now, the Cubs season could be over. They could be, you know, sitting at home while Milwaukee and Washington or St. Louis and Washington playing a wildcard game. You know, if Milwaukee continues to play hot, Milwaukee plays garbage teams from here on out They're right now in Pittsburgh. I don't even know what the rest of their schedule looks like, but I know it's a cupcake schedule. You know, and the Cubs, they still have two more games with the Cardinals. So at this point, you're praying for a split at Wrigley. They get an off day on Monday, which, to be completely frank, they need at this point. And then they go six games on the road. Thank thank God three of those games are against Pittsburgh. So at least they have a surviving chance. And then three games again in, in St. Louis this time. I mean, if you can't beat the Cardinals at Wrigley, who says you're going to beat them in Bush? I don't know. I don't know guys. I'm I'm trying to be as optimistic as possible right now, but I'm I'm starting to think this Cubs team's not going to make the playoffs. And you know, the first time since 2014. God, I was in college in 2014, guys. <laughs> I was a sophomore in college in 2014. You know, the last, you know, five, four years, five years I've known the Cubs making the playoffs. 2015, 2016, obviously, the magical year that was. 17 and 18. You know, we could be staring here at nine at 19 with such a good team, with a 40 home run hitter, you know, multiple guys on this team that could be 100 RBI guys, you know, had injuries maybe not struck. But this is a crazy, crazy good team. Just think about this, all right, for a second. RBIs. Kyle Schwarber has 91 RBIs on the season. Does he hit 100? Probably not. Just especially since they can't score runs. If we're being completely frank, Anthony Rizzo is 94 RBIs. There's a very decent possibility. Anthony Rizzo gets to a hundred. If not, he's going to be very close. I think this would be the first year. He doesn't touch a hundred. If he doesn't get to a hundred since probably 2014, you know, bias has 85. He's going to stay there because he's hurt. Yeah. He can pinch run, but you can't drive in runs when you're pinch running. So, He's going to stay at 85. Chris Bryant's currently at 77. You figure he maybe finishes with 82. Maybe a little more than that if they have a big offensive game and he has about four or five RBIs. So even then, you figure your top five hitters, and Willie is at 64 RBIs, and only 99 games. I think that's the crazier part. He's only played 99 games, and he has 64 ribbies. Imagine if he's played 130 games at this point. He's probably probably closer to, to Schwarber's number, to be completely frank. Yeah? You know? And he's hitting 275. You know? And here, here is where I'm I'm gonna start breaking some hearts. All right. So sixth on the team in RBIs is Jason Hayward. Admittedly, he has had a bounce back year. The average isn't great. 255, it dipped, but at one point this season he was batting around 290. He's got 20 doubles, 21 home runs. He's taken 66 walks this year. He's had a nice year, scored 77 runs as well. Chris Bryant's already scored over 100 runs, which is what he also did in his MVP season. David Bodie is your seventh place RBI player, 42 RBIs. Not bad for a guy coming off the bench, 11 home runs for him. He's played 121 games. Here's where I'm going to start breaking hearts. The eighth place player in RBIs has only played 47 games for the Cubs this year. And that is Nicholas Castellanos. All the more reason they should bring him back. In 47 games with the Cubs this year, Nicholas Castellanos, and this is just in under 200 at-bats, 194 at-bats, has 40 runs scored. Only one less than Albert Almora Jr., who played 125 games this year. 65 hits. That's more than Addison Russell, more than Ian Happ, more than Daniel Del Scalzo, and they all played more games than Nicholas Castellanos. He has 20 doubles, which, if we're being completely frank, only four players on the roster have more doubles than he does. Hayward has the same amount, and then Bryant, Baez, Schwarber, and Rizzo are the only players with more. This is him in a Cubs uniform. He has 20. He had 37 as as a Tiger. He has a total of 57 on the season. He has 15 home runs as a Cub, which is more than Albert Almora Jr., more than Addison Russell, more than Ian Happ, more than Daniel Del Scalso, more than Robel Garcia, more than just about every other player on this roster, except for Hayward, Contreras, Bryant, Baez, Schwarber, and Rizzo. And he has the 35 RBIs. And he's batting 335 as a Cub. All the more reason, A, I think Castellanos should be re-signed by the Cubs. I think they'd be silly not to. But B, it just shows the lack of depth on this team right now. You know, I mean, David Bodie is, you know, from a statistical standpoint, what, your seventh best player on this team? You know, and of your top six, three of them have dealt with injury. Four, really. You know, Bryant's dealt with the knee issue because of, you know, whatever has happened. Baez with the hand. Contreras has dealt with injury. You know, and Rizzo with the ankle. I mean, granted, he came back in three days because the man is a superhuman. But, you know, really, Kyle Schwarber and Jason Hayward are the only two of those players that haven't dealt with a severe injury at this point. You know, and I would argue Castellanos makes it like seven deep players. But, again, just goes to show that a guy who's only played not even 50 games for your ball club is out hitting almost every other player on your roster outside of your big six. You know, average standpoint, he's out hitting everybody as a cub, but that's just because he went on a tear when he came to the Cubs, but runs scored literally of, you know, David Votie played 121 games as a cub only has six more runs scored than Nicholas Castellanos. And sure. Some of that it, it attributes to where he hits in the order, but, if they had the depth, David Bode maybe scoring you know sixty runs. They don't have the depth. Albert Moore Jr. hasn't shaped up to be the player they wanted him to be. Victor Caratini's been a great number two, so I'm not shaming him on this point. He's been a great number two catcher all year long. I love Victor Caratini. I really, really do. But Addison Russell, nothing. Ian Happ, granted, okay. Ian's only played three more games than Nicholas Castellanos. But, you know, this was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to be the poster boy. He's batting 217. I'd at least like him to bat 240. You know, I'm not asking for that much. 18 RBIs. Daniel Del Scalso was just a waste of a roster spot, if if we're being completely frank. I wish Ben played more this season. Zobrist only played 41 games at this point. You know, Horner's played 12 games. Get this: Horner's played 12 games, has 11 RBIs. He's played 12 games, 11 RBIs. He has more RBIs than Robel Garcia, Tony Kemp, Jonathan Lucroy, Marcus Agunas, and the 30 games he played to begin this season. Remember him, and and Carlos Gonzalez. Remember him playing 15 games for the Cubs. He has more RBIs than all of those guys. It's just the lack of depth, I think, is ultimately what killed this team this year. And I'll just, I'll leave it at this, ladies and gentlemen. This could be, you know, what, the ninth to last Cubs on tap of the season? That's actually recapping games? It's it's a real bummer. And, you know, you can hope for miracles, and obviously we'll hope for miracles. We're all Cubs fans here. We all want them to win. But if we're being realistic, it's not looking good. As I'm telling you this, Milwaukee's up 3-0. Washington's up 5-3 on the Marlins. Just not great, Bob. Not great. Official lines on the game today as well. Uh, Helsley Helsley was your winning pitcher for the Cardinals. Phelps was your losing pitcher for the Cubs. And Martinez got his 22nd save of the season. So that's the final today from Wrigley Field. And uh, I think it's time to look ahead and try and pick with without a heavy heart about what's going to happen tomorrow, but before I go ahead and do that, I want to tell you about our friends at Second City Picks. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me talk about them numerous times, and for good reason. Uh, we love our friends at Second City Picks. They have a great thing going, and what that thing is, well, let me tell you. You pick every, uh, Each day, they have a game that they want you to pick. You're picking some part of that game, whether it's maybe runs scored for the Cubs or combined runs between the Cubs and whoever their opponent is. You pick that correctly. You pick, you know, you you give them a tiebreaker question that they'll ask you just in case somebody else picks the same thing you do. And then you give them an email address and you can win awesome stuff. The only thing it costs you is time out of your day, about 25 seconds, to be honest. And you can win some pretty cool things. So here's how you're going to go ahead and do it. All right. For those that aren't on Twitter, bear with us. You'll see where you can fall into this. But for those of you that are on Twitter, I want you to go on Twitter and type in at second city picks. Make sure you spell out that word second, not a two and N and a D S E C O N D city picks. When you find them on Twitter, you're going to find their tweet for the day. It's going to tell you what the game is and what you're picking. And of course you're going to want to pick, right? So you're going to want to go to their website. For those of you on Twitter, the website is in the tweet. So you can just click the link from there. But for those of you that don't have Twitter, you're going to go to www.secondcitypicks.com, spelled the exact same way as their Twitter handle. And you're going to pick, pick the game. So you're going to get to their home screen, and it's going to tell you the game, exactly what that tweet said. And you're going to go ahead and click Make Picks. When you click Make Picks, it's going to bring you to another screen, and it's going to bring you a little list of questions. So let's say, you know, it's Cubs cards, and they ask you to pick the total combined runs for both teams. So today, if you would have put three, you would have won. You would have gone to the next question. The next question probably would have been a tiebreaker because usually when it's combined runs, they only ask the one. And if you said that, you know, let's say it was total Cubs hits, if you would have said the Cubs would have had nine hits and only been three total runs in the game, you would have been on point. That's another thing that's frustrating, ladies and gentlemen. They were, I believe, I want to say one for nine today with runners in scoring position. Wrap your head around that. The Cubs should have won today, and they didn't. But had you picked it correctly, like I said, and you nailed the tiebreaker. So let's say somebody else said three, and you said three and nine, you would have won. And then uh, next question is an email address, and then you hit some picks. It's that simple. And like I said, it costs you about 25 seconds of your day, and you can win some pretty cool things. Some of their gift cards, Lyft gift cards, oh, Potbelly, Chipotle, Union Pizzeria, Connie's Pizza. Shout out Second City Picks for always reminding me when it's Connie's. You name it, they have it, ladies and gentlemen. Gift cards typically range anywhere from $10 to $25, depending on the day, depending on the vendor. And like I said, you can win these awesome prizes. All you have to do is pick with them, and it costs you about 25 seconds out of your day. So make sure you wander your way over on Twitter to at SecondCityPicks, and also make your way to their website on the interwebs at www.SecondCityPicks.com. Make sure you pick with them every single day. I know I do. So go ahead And pick with our friends at Second City Picks. So thank you so much to our friends and sponsor of OnTap SportsNet, Second City Picks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Tomorrow, the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, visit the Chicago Cubs at beautiful Wrigley Field in Chicago, Illinois, on Saturday, September twenty-first of two thousand and nineteen. First pitch is scheduled for 1.20 p.m. Central Standard Time. That is two twenty for those of you on the East Coast. That is. 1120 for those of you on the West Coast, like our buddy Nick Hudson. The Cardinals will be broadcast on the radio in St. Louis on KMOX 1120 CRN. You can also watch them on Fox Sports Missouri. The Cubs on the radio are going to be on 670 The Score and also WRTO 1200. They will be on WGN and SAP WGN. And uh, for those of you that are out of market, this game will be on the MLB network. It's where you can watch it. The Cardinals are trotting out right-handed pitcher Dakota Hudson. He's had a great season for the Cardinals. The young right-hander is 16 and 7 on the year. It's a nice number. A 3.35 ERA and 124 strikeouts. Not too shabby. He limited the Nationals in his last outing to only two runs on five hits over seven innings. He's 6 and 1 over his last seven starts. Woo! He's a hot hot header right now or excuse me, pitcher. He's a hot hit and pick though if you were playing daily fantasy baseball. Fun fact. The Cubs on the other side will be trotting out left-hander Jose Quintana. Quintana is 13-8 on the season with a 437 ERA and 144 strikeouts. His last outing did not go so well. He gave up five runs over two and a third to the Pirates. Thank God the Cubs were able to score, you know, ultimately it was a football score at the end of the game. It wasn't even a baseball score at that point. He has not been good over his last five starts. He's only pitched 20 innings in those five starts as well. And his ERA in those, you know, five starts is 765. In two outings against St. Louis this year, though, on the positive side, he's one to know with a 360 ERA. So we will see which Jose Quintana we get tomorrow. Um, but there is a lot of guys on this Cardinal roster that enjoy hitting off a of Quintana. Marcelo Zuna's batting over 513 plate appearances. Gadir Molina's batting over 302 or 22 plate appearances. Jose Martinez is batting over 412 plate appearances. Fowler, in 21 appearances, is batting 381. Paul Goldschmidt, in 13 at-bats, is six, a six fifteen average. Ugh. Three home runs, seven RBIs. Yikes. And on the Cubs, only two players actually have hits off of Dakota Hudson. Albert Moore Jr. is one of them, so that should tell you something. And Jonathan Lucroy is 2-for-3 uh, in his career against Dakota Hudson, and I'm sure most of that came when he was an angel. Um, or an A, wherever the heck he was. He's been around the block this year. So it'll be an interesting one for tomorrow. I guess if I have to pick what's going to happen, I I have a bad sneaky suspicion the Cardinals are going to win this game, and it breaks my heart to say that. Um, But I think it depends on what we get out of Jose Quintana. If we get a good, good outing, if we get true middle of the season Jose Quintana, where he goes about six and two-thirds, maybe only gives up two runs, we might be in good shape. We might be might be able to win this game tomorrow. And by we, I mean the Cubs. So if the Cubbies can get a good outing at Quintana, I think they get a good outing of the day and ultimately win the game. I think it all hinges, though, on how Quintana pitches. If he has anything similar to what he did against the Pirates, the offense is just not clicking enough right now where I think they could get him out of that hole, especially against a really good Dakota Hudson. So... um, well, it's absolutely a we'll see, but I think if they can get that good outing of out of Quintana, which I think he's due for one, I think they get this win tomorrow on a beautiful Saturday at Wrigley Field. So, and uh, my fly the W player pick, Ugh. Well, this is a hard one because nobody really has ever seen Hudson, so. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Nicholas Castellanos is going to be your fly the W player of the game, because this is the guy that's just happy to be in a playoff race at this point. I mean, he's been playing in Detroit for all his entire career. They've really been a bottom feeder his entire career. He's never really played meaningful baseball this late in the year. So I think this is the guy that's just going to go out there, have a great day. Remember every day is opening day. Um, and you know, I think he's going to have a nice outing. So I'm going to go ahead and say Castellanos for tomorrow. Um, I think a good, you know, Honorable mention at this point is Anthony Rizzo, I think, just from the sheer standpoint that, you know, he's really just been superhuman coming back from that ankle injury. And, you know, I I think he has that that C on his chest right now and just wants to carry this team as much as he possibly can. So I'm going to say Castellanos is my Fly the W player with a little bit of an honorable mention to Anthony Rizzo. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so thankful for you joining us on this episode of Cubs on Tap. I want to remind you that this Cubs on Tap podcast is brought to you by the Tap Sports Network. We are the best and most reliable home for all of your literature and podcasting needs, wants, and desires. We have great Chicago Cubs coverage as you are listening to some of that right now. We also have some great coverage for the Bears. Full swing with our guys over at Bears on Tap. They're doing a great job over there. We have phenomenal coverage coming up now with the fall coming for Bulls and Blackhawks. You'll be able to hear my lovely voice again on Blackhawks uh, quite a bit this season with guys like Tony Marchese and Johnny Nani and the Four Feathers clan. Um, and Bulls on Tap has already had a few episodes out. That's Buzz and our guy Bulls Scripted. Uh, they're going to do a phenomenal job this season with Bulls on Tap. So make sure to tune in with them. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I know. Every Cubs fan has a friend that's a White Sox fan. I have tons of them, especially because I live in on the south side of the city. Really in the south suburbs, but I'm close enough to the city. But nonetheless, we all have that friend. Send them over to us. We have probably the best White Sox coverage in the Chicagoland area, if you had to ask me. Our guys, Tony, Buzz, Johnny, all names that you've already heard me mention, they do a phenomenal job covering the South Siders. So bring all your friends over. Tell them about us. Tell them, visit ONTAP Sportsnet to get all of your favorite Chicago sports coverage around. You can find us on the interwebs at www.ontapsportsnet.com. You can also find us on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONTAP Sportsnet. The ONTAP Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me, your host, Ron Luce, on this episode of Cubs on Tap. I don't know if I introduced myself in the beginning, but I feel like you guys know my voice enough if you've listened to Cubs on Tap um, to know it's me. And if you this is your first time tuning in, welcome, and we appreciate you. We hope you enjoyed this episode so very much, and hopefully tomorrow's outcome against the Cardinals is more desirable than today's was, as the Cubs are down today at Wrigley 2-1 to to the Cardinals. Uh, Hopefully, tomorrow they turn that around and get a well needed victory uh, so they can keep pace with both the Cardinals and the Brewers in the playoff race. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, have a great morning, afternoon, evening, whenever it is you are listening to this. And let's go, Cubby.